Hello and welcome to another Friday Conversation. I'm here today with Samea Wazani, who is a specialist legal recruiter based in London and is also a very good friend of mine. I think we met about a year or maybe 18 months ago um, and we've done a bit of work together over the last year, which has been great. Hello, Hannah. Thank you very much for inviting me. You're very, very welcome. Now tell us all who you are and what you do. So uh, I am the um, CEO and founder of Mimosa Fleur. We are a boutique search firm based in London. Um, we focus on five specialist areas. Um, that's always been our motto um, since very inception. So we wanted to bring an element of specialism to the recruitment field. Um, we largely focus on retained assignments in the senior exec and partner market. So something that we've been doing a lot of recently is moving senior associates into partner roles um, and lateral partner moves and team builds as well. Um, we do work with junior lawyers um, as and when the opportunity arises um, and that's always a very interesting part of our work too. Um, before moving uh, into recruitment, I practiced as a, as a divorce lawyer in the city for seven years. Um, and I think the difficulties involved in kind of sustaining any real work-life balance was probably for me the, the sort of the biggest driver to looking for, for something else. Um, I was also a teaching fellow at UCL um, for a couple of years, which I really loved and enjoyed. And I'm sure one day I'll go back to it in one way or another. Um, but, but no, now uh, Mimosa Fleur is, is my biggest focus and it's something that I love and it's, it's going very well. Fantastic. Now, I know that you, you work with both men and women, but you do have an interesting take on, on the way that you sort of approach your, your recruitment, don't you? You're very sort of passionate about bringing larger numbers of women into the senior positions and, and BAME women as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a big part of the work um, I do, particularly because it's at the sort of more senior end, is diversity and inclusion. So I try to bring that to most recruitment agendas. Um, and I think that that was actually, that, that sort of evolved somewhat organically. Um, so one of the areas that I do a lot of work in is um, oil and gas disputes, so energy disputes in the international arbitration sphere. And that's a, a, a sector that is, you know, the figures of male to female partners are enormously, you know, skewed. And um, it's very difficult to kind of have any real gender balance for a, a number of reasons, I think, in, in that area. And when I was doing a um, team build for a client, I was just astonished by how few women there were particularly at the very senior end so that was when diversity and inclusion really hit my agenda and, and actually um, most of the clients I, you know I'm fortunate enough that most of the clients I work with you know are, are already thinking about diversity and inclusion whether it's you know gender whether it's you know people that are parents whether it's people that are you know from ethnic minority backgrounds um, but I'll always do my very best to kind of keep at the forefront of everybody's mind the importance of, of, of sort of market mapping in a way that takes into account the different types of very, very good lawyers. It's just people are different and, and, and the way they do things might be different, but we've got to sort of appreciate that. Mm, no, I think that's brilliant. That's, um, that's one of the things I think is really personally different about your work and the way you approach things is that, you know, those are your values. Those are the things that are important to you and, and you make sure you bring them into your work, which is, mm. you know, it's quite rare to see, I think, still. I think the, the easier thing can be to sort of just 
take the biggest names or the sort of the, the, the biggest brands in the market as it were and sort of target those when you're doing an assignment for a client and trying to attract the best possible people but that doesn't always actually translate to attracting necessarily the best possible people and there are many um, lawyers that can sort of fall off people's radar um, if you have a slightly one-dimensional approach and I think having a multi-dimensional approach that does keep diversity inclusion sort of you know front of mind does really bring a very very um, interesting approach I think to um, recruitment as a whole and actually makes for just much better teams teams that stay together longer teams that perform better teams that are more dynamic teams that are more appealing to clients I'm finding more and more that my own clients are being challenged on their diversity and inclusion statistics whenever they're pitching for their own work particularly if it's in sectors where for example they have been historically quite male dominated um, so so yeah I think it's something that you know more and more people are thinking about and doing and it's you know it's just responsible recruitment Mm, no that's fantastic that's brilliant well let's just have a chat about your lockdown experience now so pre-lockdown how much did you work from home I think you, you run most of your business from home if I'm not wrong yeah so um I have two days in the city and then the rest of the time is spent working from home um and I'm the sort of person that that really enjoys that setup um, I can, you know, I can just crack on with it. It makes no difference to me where I am. Um, and I've always found that I can get a lot more done and manage my time better. And there's much less interruptions. You can more easily factor in time for a workout or for a walk or just to do some of the, you know, the life admin that, you know, you wouldn't get to do if you were commuting an hour each way. So um, the, the working from home uh, aspect has actually always been something that Mimosa Fleur has has been a big advocate of as well because I think by adopting and supporting agile working policies whether that's you know a, a part-time inverted commas structure or working from home model or both you also end up feeding into the diversity and inclusion discourse as well and um, I think that you're able to have more dynamic teams and more uh, sort of multifaceted teams really mm, yes absolutely I mean it's something I'm a big big believer of that you know the more we accept flexible working and remote working and all those sorts of things will help with the equality argument as well certainly so in that sense lockdown wasn't a big shock to the system well, it wasn't a big shock to the system in the sense that I was staying at home um, and I'm also quite a home bunny if I'm being completely honest with everybody but um, it has been difficult balancing childcare. Um, that's not easy um, and both you know both my husband and I have have pretty full-on jobs so it you know we've tried to do kind of a shift system but because we're both so client facing it's really difficult um, and I think to that extent it was a bit of a shock there's nothing nice than on a Monday morning just shipping everybody out the house and having the entire house to myself to just do everything I need to get done um, and that's not the case now. So, so some adjustments needed to be made. And I think, you know, making sure you've got a good structure to the day really helps too. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, because just before we started recording, we were just talking about the mental load of women, which seems to be being reported on a lot at the moment. Um, you know, even before, obviously, lockdown, there was the idea that women might be working full time in their career, but mentally they're still worried about the home life and the children and the shopping and all that sort of thing. Um, and that has obviously continued into lockdown for many people from what what we're reading, what we're hearing and, and you know, sort of what you've just mentioned as well. 
Absolutely. In fact, actually, I'm already sort of that mental load is, is coming in right now. I can slowly see my son's sort of coming into the room. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. Me, I can't, I can't oh. wait for a minute. You know, I'm going to have to uh, go upstairs into the bathroom to... to, um, to, to... <laughs> Oh no, it's all, it's, it's happened the same for everybody. So what have been your, <laughs> other people can't see, but Samir has got her video on and she's, uh, she's pushing, push, metaphorically pushing them out the door as we speak. What have been your highs and lows of lockdown, apart from right now while you're trying to record this and trying to shut the door as well? <laughs> the weather has been generally amazing, actually. We have been so lucky. Um, and that's great because it means every single day without fail, my son and I will go on a really long walk, um, you know, and that will kill two hours of the day. And, you know, we're lucky enough that we live in a very green area. Um, so, you know, we've, we've made the most of that. And that's been something that we didn't do enough of before. So that was definitely a high. I think the low is just the not knowing when things will resume to normal. You know, it does take quite a lot of energy to every single day keep super, super positive. Um, and you know that's that's fine but I think there comes a point where for every one of us we just need to know when it's going to end or when at least we can start to expect some sort of normality and of course not being able to see our families that's been really tough um, that's been really difficult and you don't sort of realize how difficult that is until you, you know you're in these sorts of situations and uh, but just th thinking about another positive though um, it does make you realise that life does not have to be so incredibly fast paced all of the time, that you don't have to squeeze every single minute out of your day to feel like you've had a really productive day. I think that's a really difficult one for many of us. And I think it has just shown us all to just slow down a little bit. I think another highlight has been, it has been so wonderful to see so many dads around with their kids you know that and, and I don't mean that in a sort of sexist way or a, you know a disrespecting or disparaging way but you know law and you know the legal industry hasn't evolved sufficiently enough yet to enable men as much as women to be in, <clears throat> involved with 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 child care and being around at home and I think you know there's nothing more warming than seeing you know kids just having the time of their life in the park with with their dads who ordinarily they wouldn't have seen until you know late in the evening at one once upon a time and I think out of all of this what I'm certainly expecting many of my clients to do, although certainly that haven't been that aren't already thinking about it, is you know really giving some time and credence to working from home policies and agile working policies because everybody's been able to prove that it works, it works well. We've all got the intellect and self-discipline to manage it. Um, and there's no reason why with sufficient commitment we shouldn't all be willing for it to continue. Mm, definitely and in a way that supports men and women equally which again helps with the equality argument because men exactly. have enjoyed well I say enjoyed I'm sure they have enjoyed being at home with their children yeah, and spending more time sure yeah, yeah I, mean, I think it's really important I think I, and I know actually clients of mine that have in the past doubted um whether or not working from home works they have now been sort of catapulted into that situation you know and they've seen that it works and they've seen that their teams are, you know, can be trusted and that the teams are well balanced and well calibrated to make that sort of thing work. You just, you just need to make sure you've got a sensible infrastructure, a suitable infrastructure. Um, but if you've recruited correctly for your team, you know, you should have a brilliant team where, wherever you are. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I absolutely agree. So what have you learned about yourself, your family, your business, our industry over lockdown that you think would be useful for others? Um, what have I learned about? I think I've learned that from a sort of a business perspective, and I don't just necessarily mean Mimosa Flora, the recruitment sector, I mean sort of business as a whole, how important it is to always be thinking ahead. Um, and although I very much doubt there is any business, you know, on the planet that had had a kind of a COVID-19 pandemic contingency plan, I do think it's really important to always be thinking, thinking a step ahead. And I think this situation has taught so many of us and so many businesses the importance of resilience. I think our generation, the generations after us, perhaps even the generation before us, we've lost the resilience. Um, and we're so used to having this sort of society where everything is on tap, everything is at our fingertip, and whatever we need, whenever we need it, however we need it. And so we don't need to really be resilient anymore. Um, and I think this has taught all of us to really, really dig deep and find that grit that will get all of us moving again. And um, I think from a recruitment perspective specifically, it's it's, I think, taught me and many others how important it is to have camaraderie, whether you're, you know, the owner of a business or whether you're working within a business, there, there has to be collaboration, collaboration of ideas and planning and strategy and authenticity, I think. You know, sharing when you're nervous, sharing when you're concerned, sharing when you've got question marks about how things will recover, when they'll recover, if they'll recover. Because, you know, it's not going to be a surprise to anybody. The recruitment industry has taken an absolute thumping. You know, things have, have gone through the, through, the, through the floor for every single recruitment sector, whether you're recruiting, you know, managing directors of large hotel chains or whether you're recruiting, you know, paralegals in very, very small recruitment for legal firms in, you know, the outskirts. Everybody's been impacted, perhaps with the exception to those that are recruiting in sort of the medical industry. But yeah, definitely. I love your point there about collaboration and, and you know, whether you're solely in business or whatever it is you're doing. I think there has been a big change in these times of of being more honest and open with each other the authenticity you use which you know is one of my favorite words um you know this this um being honest with people you know I've, I've i've mentioned it a few times before in this series i'm sure that i've been on the other side of transactions with with somebody and you know at some point you know they might just say oh i'm really sorry i missed that because i had a toddler to feed or my toddler's dropped nail polish on the carpet or whatever now you would never normally have those sorts of conversations with people that you know you're in business with or on the other side or whatever and it has just forced us in a lot of ways but i don't think it's a bad thing to to have more of that collaboration and working together and honesty and authenticity as you say Definitely. And, and actually, I think just on the authenticity point, it's taught so many of us to be more tolerant as well. I've had many conversations where I've, I mean, I've literally been taking my toddler to the toilet whilst on a telephone call. And you might think, well, how invested were you in that call or how distracted might you have been? You know, were you sort of really giving that call all of your time and attention? But actually, I think we're all just becoming a lot more tolerant. And, you know, three months ago you know I wouldn't have dreamed of having my son even enter the room when I was having a conversation you know I'd sooner have put him in the buggy and gone on a, you know a, a 5k walk to be able to have a really long conversation that have that happen and I think now we're all realizing that that's just putting an enormous immense of pressure on us unnecessarily and I think 
a lot of people, particularly those sort of in more senior positions and particularly sort of head honchos and leaders of organisations and law firms are going to realise what an absolutely stellar job a lot of mothers and, you know, busy professionals who've been doing all of this time, balancing all of those, those plates, juggling all of those balls um, without complaining, without moaning, without talking about how tired they are and how stressful it is and just doing a darn sight fantastic job with it I don't think I can add any more after that you know I think that was that was absolutely perfect and a fantastic way to to end it and I agree with you 100% so thank you so much for Samir for joining me today it's been great to catch up with you thank you so much Hannah